Welcome to Mommy and Daddy, the podcast where we discuss horror movies featuring children, because parenting can be scary, and kids are definitely creepy. I'm Mummy. My name is Carol, and I'm a writer, a producer, and I vanished in bed last night. I'm Daddy. My name is Josh, and I'm a music publisher, a podcaster, and a white noise. We are parents to a six-year-old named Wu and a five-year-old named Boo, and we love horror movies. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at MummyXDaddyPod. And remember to tell a friend about the show or leave us a review wherever you listen. We love to read them, and they help other creeps find the show. Ooh. Our first natural creeps Mm. of the season. Hello, Mummy. How are you doing? Oh, well... You might hear it in my voice, this lozenge I have in my mouth. Oh, it's clacking around in there. <laughs> but I'm recovering from a, just a cold, just a regular old cold because uh, tis the season. Oh my goodness, is it? It seems like everyone is sick, every child is sick, but we know exactly why we got sick. And that is because we... Gosh, I guess a week over a week ago, we went to Disneyland. Oh, we mm. went to Disneyland. Did we bring our children? I'm opening a beer. Wow. It's a late night. Did we bring our children? No. No, we did not. Nope. We left them at home with Aunt Donna. God bless her. And we went to Disneyland by ourselves, and I have to say, maybe this is scary good stuff. Maybe this is the segment. I would recommend going to Disneyland without your children. It's the best. And God bless Mummy, because she's the one who made this all happen. I asked mm. for an experiential Christmas gift. Did I talk about this on the show? Maybe. An experiential Christmas gift. Experiential Christmas gift. And... I did not expect to get the thing that I had been pining after for years, really since we've had children, because we used to periodically do this, go to Disneyland before we had kids. Yes. Delight. You may not have talked about it on the show, but you did talk about it to complete strangers in the Ferris wheel. <laughs> That's right. And their child, who they were there with, suckers. <laughs> you could tell how the wife was like so excited by this idea. She was like, oh, maybe I'll come for my birthday. It's the one day a year I get to do anything for myself. Um, it's fun to meet people in the world. It is. You know, sometimes, you know, we we have fun. We had so much fun in Disneyland. We literally were there from 7 a.m. for the, I think it's called the rope drop. Like the Disney insiders call it. The rope drop? Yeah, when they open the the ropes they drop a net on the entire waiting populace scoop you in from downtown disney and then we left at like 11 which almost made it to closing but at that point we were i was like hallucinating i i was so tired we did star tours last just to like do it yeah and it was really bizarre like i was we walked like 12 miles Yes. That's a long that's a long way. We did it all. We celebrated the new lunar new year there. 
That was so amazing. That was a blast, though. Oh, my gosh. Guys, look, you don't have to love Disney to love a Lunar New Year, uh, you know, food and and drink festival. Okay. Yes. You could just go. You shouldn't just go do this, but you could just go and eat. And it was great. That would be a huge waste of money, (laughs) especially with like uh, Alhambra. So the San Gabriel Valley. So close. No. No, you go to Disneyland. No, it was so. It was just so wonderful. There were a couple of really magical things that I want to talk about. Yes, please. First of all, we went on Rise of the Resistance, which was kind of the raison d'être. That's right, and uh, that's why we we wanted to go because the kids at the time. Now I feel like they might be able to handle it. I don't know. They probably wouldn't enjoy it, but we wanted to do it by ourselves. You know. Yeah, we even told the kids we were going, and everyone asked, are you telling the kids? I should say they said incredulously. It wasn't mm-hmm. really a question, but we did. Um, I can't I can't imagine trying to hide that from them. It's so weird. They would never have known if we hadn't said anything, but they also don't really understand. They don't quite remember it. We went a couple of years ago. They understand it's a, yeah, they're amusement not like, park. They weren't they're not yeah. Disney you know, maniacs. So, But then when we explained it to them, they're like, you went on all those cool rides without us? And we're like, yeah, we did. But it was great to just let them know. And Carol had the bright idea of explaining to them that we're going on all the rides you can't go on yet. Yeah. So, And I thought that was great. And that was mostly accurate. We, of course, still did a little Midway Mania. <laughs> and we did uh, a new ride. Yes. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway or Railroad. That sounds good. Sure. Um, which was incredible it was great and beautiful and they're redoing toontown we should all be excited um it's a blast we went on a billion rides so we went many on so Cruising. many <clears throat> and the um another magical thing that happened is that nothing there was still christmas thankfully because i don't like christmas outside of christmas but except for the haunted mansion which was Nightmare Before Christmas still, yes. which was very special to us because our kids are obsessed with that movie still, and mm-hmm. they sing the songs literally constantly, um, and they've watched it like 10 times. Which... And we were able to get them Nightmare Before Christmas uh, treats from yeah. that. Because I don't know they would have had any of that stuff uh, a week from now or whenever they're going to change it over. So yeah. yeah, that worked out great. That was really, really cool. Yeah. I think so. Anyway, it was a great time, but it did wear me down. And then combine... Tens of thousands of people. Yeah. And then combine that with just like, you know, life and then like 40th birthday parties and Uh for other people. Yeah, school. It was bound to happen, but um, yeah, totally worth it. Yeah. And I've, knock on wood, been managing to hold on to my health for the most part. And... Mm. Just by, by by a thread. By a thread. It's true. But it was that's, a friggin' blast. Good yeah. times. And I can't believe that's all happened since our last podcast. It also was a weekend away. Mm. Let's not bury the lead. However, we were going to use part of our weekend away, the evening of Friday, <laughs> to go catch yet another brand new horror movie featuring children in theaters. Mm. 
we're going to go watch a little movie called Skinamarink. Yeah, we were going to go directly to a theater mm-hmm. at like 9 p.m. Yes. Watch Skinamarink and then drive down to Anaheim and I guess go to bed just to wake up for, the, for the rope drop. At the ass crack of dawn <laughs> without kids, which felt, started to feel very silly. So we wisely said, you know what? Let's skip it. Yeah, we'll find we, another time. We'll, we'll find this thing streaming. Yeah, we'll find a way. And it is on Shutter for mm-hmm. all you who haven't seen it yet. Because you're probably going to want to after right. you listen to this. Actually, um, this movie had me thinking a lot about Escape from Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Which was a movie. Maybe our listeners are familiar it was it's described as the ultimate gorilla film because it was filmed inside Disneyland without them knowing about it. That's right. Um, it's all in black and white. And it was like released I think at Sundance and sure. then maybe and, even a slam dance. No, Sundance. Hmm. And then uh Disney was like, "Yeah, we know about it. We don't care." It was kind <laughs> of like the <laughs> ultimate <laughs> power move because you know if they had tried to shut it down it would have gotten so much more attention yeah and it um i hate that movie it was was so bad bad. and Mm -hmm. i was actually just reading the wikipedia of it and i'm like i don't even remember the like the end of it but i i just it it got kind of like abusive right i I recall i don't remember anything about it other than the lead dad character whoever he was lead male character Mm -hmm. being a doofus yeah he's like it's basically like what's that um michael douglas movie where he's just really mad and he kills people falling down yeah he um it's like that but at disneyland kind of right like a sci-fi bent but anyway it um i was just thinking about like Movies that get a lot of hype because that still got hype, but it didn't, didn't get like the amount of hype. There's probably a bunch of people don't know about that movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I imagine it would have done even more now, you know, 10 years later, 20, whatever it's been. 10 years. Yeah. 10 years later. Exactly 10 years. Wow. To the day <laughs> as the premiere of Skinnerink. <laughs> so it could be actually. Jesus. How are you, Josh? You have anything else to say for yourself before we dive in? I thought I might have before this started, but no. No, I'm good. <laughs> Excited to get right to it. Yes. All right. In the meat and potatoes of this okay. night. We're going to do something a little bit different for the recap. Okay. I'm actually going to read the plot of this movie from Wikipedia. Okay. And after each sentence, I want you to say... A yes or a no if you registered that that w- was what was happening in the movie. Oh, I love this. But okay, it's going to be quick. I'm going to try and get through it quick. Mm-hmm. I'll All give right. lightning responses. Okay. In 1995, four-year-old Kevin injures himself in what his sis- six-year-old sister Kaylee says is a sleepwalking incident. Mm, I'll say no. I didn't. I, yeah, no, <laughs> no. I knew the 1995 part. I knew Kevin and Kaylee. I knew the sleepwalking. Didn't know there was an injury. Go on. Kevin is then taken to a hospital and brought back home. Nope. 
The father calls someone and tells them that the hospital didn't need to give Kevin stitches and he only hit his head. Yes. Sometime later, the two wake up in the middle of the night to find that their father has seemingly disappeared and that the windows, doors, and other objects in their house are gradually vanishing as well. Nope. One of them suggests they'd sleep downstairs where they watch cartoons on a television. Nope. They awaken. You didn't clock that? No, I caught that they were watching cartoons on television. That was 80% of the movie. Yes. Let's go sleep downstairs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yes. (laughs) That's like, I'm just saying that's actually one thing I did clock. (laughs) They awaken to find the house still dark. Yes. They hear an unexplained (laughs) thumping noise and find a chair standing upside down on the ceiling. Yes. Kevin asks Kaylee where she thinks her father is, to which she she replies that she does not know. Uh, No. Kevin then suggests that maybe he went out with mom. Nope. <laughs> Kevin shows Kaylee that the toilet in the downstairs bathroom has disappeared. Yes. Kaylee accompanies Kevin to the upstairs bathroom. Mm, no. She sees a doll in the bedroom ceiling and Kevin returns to tell her that he's too frightened to use the toilet. Yes. They decide to place two buckets in the downstairs bathroom. Oh, yes. I actually do remember them mentioning that. A mysterious voice calls to Kaylee from the darkness telling her to come upstairs. No. Kaylee heads back upstairs while Kevin remains downstairs in a bed. Downstairs. No. In a bedroom, she sees <laughs> their father who tells her to look under the bed. Uh, yes. She does so, but doesn't see anything. Mm, oh, yes. Of course. Didn't she, see anything. Yeah. She then sees their mother sitting on the opposite side of the bed. Yes. Her mother tells Kaylee that they love her and Kevin and instructs her to close her eyes before she vanishes. No. <laughs> And she she then looks at the pitch black open closet and hears a voice say, there's someone here. Mm, Not me. No. Didn't get that. From the closet, she hears her mother calling out her name as well no. as moans of pain, as well as moans of pain and the breaking of bones from her mother. No. Nope. Not Kaylee. even fucking close. <laughs> God, no. I'm like, what movie is this? Kaylee returns downstairs and Kevin asks her what happened, only for her to respond with asking Kevin to help move the couch. Uh, No. Kaylee and Kevin then push the couch to the block off the hallway from which the voice was calling to her. Is that why there were two couches next to each other in the living room, but like against one wall, like a weird Airbnb? I, I didn't register any of that, so I couldn't tell you. There weren't Airbnbs in 1995, so it's (laughs) probably wasn't that. No. Kevin falls asleep and the voice call- voice calls to Kaylee again. No. <laughs> when Kevin wakes up, he calls out for her twice, but she doesn't reply. I only heard once. <laughs> <laughs> Lego bricks, VHS tapes, and other toys and objects are suspended against a wall. Ah! Sorry, I was having flashbacks. Yes. I don't remember that. Suspended against a wall? Yeah, you did, with the um, the wood inlays. Oh, the I thought that was thing. The, I thought that was the floor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay. The voice calls to Kevin, beckoning him into the basement where he sees Kaylee, who no longer has eyes or a mouth. Yeah, I remember that. I didn't know it was the basement, but yes. Yeah. After he returns upstairs, Kevin hears the mysterious voice calling to him again, telling him that it wants to play as some of as some of the toys in the house begin to disappear. We'll give it a yes, though I didn't recall his toys disappearing. A drawer opens in the kitchen and Kevin complies with the voice's command that that he inserts a knife into one of his eyes. Yes. Kevin picks up a telephone and calls 911. Yes. He whispers to the operator that he was cut with a knife and he feels sick. Yes. 
The operator tells him to stay on the line and the adults will be on their way to help. Yep. The operator then asks why he's whispering if there's someone else in the room with him and where he is in the house. Yes. Kevin says that he is downstairs and the doors have disappeared before dropping the phone. No. The phone turns into a chatter phone toy and the voice claims responsibility for doing so, telling Kevin it can do anything. Responsibility for turning into a chatter phone? Claims responsibility for it doing so. Okay. It says that Kaylee did not do as told as it told her. She said that she wanted her parents, so it took away her mouth. Uh, no. Okay, I actually did remember that part. That's cool. Sounds like a good part. Not remember, but like... um. You understood it to I, have happened. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I've intuited some things. Mm. Dreamlike, magical. It tells Kevin to come upstairs and he obeys. Yes. Holding a flashlight, he finds himself on the ceiling. Boy, do I remember him holding the flashlight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> on the ceiling. Click, click. He walks into a bedroom, which becomes a void. No. Nope. After, oh, sorry, over a pile of toys in a seemingly endless hallway there's text that appears reading 572 days i'll never forget as long as i live <laughs> God. what if that's the last thought you have on your deathbed it probably will be I mean, that's what i'm <laughs> i'm it's doomed. gonna be that or jake and the neverland pirates like, oh so i mean recruit Uh, implying there was a time skip of 572 days since this entity started terrorizing this family. That was the last part of that sentence. Oh, yeah, yes. Yes, that's what I caught. A figure is seen sitting on the side of a bed and slowly fades away. No. Nope. Photos of people with missing facial features and heads are seen. No. Kevin cries out as blood splatters onto the floor then disappears and splatters repeatedly. Yes, a thousand times. Yes, yes. (laughs) presence torturing kevin while he screams for his mother i don't think that's what the phrase a thousand times yes is supposed to mean but i'll say yes i watched it happen one thousand times comma. and remembered it yes. each time <laughs> oh yes ostrich comma is that what that is no okay an indistinct face appears and tells kevin to go to sleep sure kevin asks for its name and i'm sorry we gotta pause there that was creepy Right when the indistinct voice weird. said, go to sleep, <laughs> both of our watches dinged and we looked at them and it said, it's your bedtime reminder. That was weird. Oh, no. <gasps> Is this? Skinamarink. <laughs> I Skinamarink. That's my movie, I Skinamarink. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin asked for its name and is met with silence. Yes. I don't, I didn't clock that. All right. Um. <clears throat> well. Skinnermarink. That's the end of the plot summary? Yeah. It's the end of the movie. What about the face? The, I think that's the face. I okay. said, I said, um, an indistinct face appears and tells Kevin to go to sleep. Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, it was like the ghost of Christmas past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, from the Muppet, obviously. I'm talking, always talking about the Muppet Christmas Carol uh-huh. when talking about any kind of Christmas Carol. Um, Christmas, comma, Carol. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I thought it might be fun if we 
begin our feedback from this movie by doing a little like roast of Skinnamarink. We only roast the ones we love, <laughs> as the roast master general Jeffrey Ross once said. Because I'm not trying to like, I'm really trying to come away from like yucking people's yums on the show. Because as yes. I was talking to a complete, uh, ba- basically a complete stranger, fellow parent at TK the other day about this movie, <laughs> like you do, mm-hmm. I we were just talking about how like having a high bar for horror movies is super annoying because most people who love horror movies have a really low bar and so they enjoy everything. And if you have a high bar, it's just going to mean that you enjoy less things. That's right. And, and and I, I've, you know, I've heard that this movie was very polarizing. So I'm sure that there are some people who liked it and I don't want, like I want this still to be fun to listen to and not just us um, being so negative. So I thought it might be fun to roast Skin and Rink a little bit. Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah, it is 70% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes with an audience score of 43%. So That is pretty wild. It is. But, but like it does make me happy that quote unquote experimental films can even do that now yes like because just the fact that this movie had a wide release is incredible and not i think a total anomaly right it's astounding it's astounding but it is cool for the medium and if your thing is this then mm-hmm good for you yeah because it does we should have saved this for after we roasted it to then say this part of it but that's fine we usually that's what happens in the roast right you say some jokes but then at the end the person's like but we love you and we're happier (laughs) alive still and (laughs) um i think that with but with this movie uh horror is really like the only place where film experimentation happens on a wide scale anymore right i mean where like there's there's just not mm-hmm. where I think it's utilized. It utilizes a lot of the elements. And I think also utilizing uh, really both practical and digital um, effects and um, techniques for that purpose. It's probably it. I'm, you know, because I, think, I, yeah. Yeah. It's because you can do horror so low budget. Clearly. Yeah. $15,000 apparently. Wow. God. I'm curious where the other 14,000 went. Oh, all right. All right, let's start, Rose. <laughs> That's a freebie. Here, you go. You go first. Go ahead. We can uh, t- we'll t- trade turns, or do you want to... Oh, sure. You want to talk yeah. about uh, the cinematic butt dial that was Skinnerink? Go ahead. Oh, you want me to go first? Oh, yeah, you go first. That wasn't funny. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that that was a lead up. Okay. So here's one for me. Um... Watching this movie is like, okay, watching Skinner Rink is like wandering into a video exhibit at a museum and then being forced to sit down because it's a feature length film. <laughs> and the room is full, like people make you move down. <laughs> <laughs> There's no space in the aisles. Um, okay. This one requires some explaining. This was the TNT overtime of horror movies. Now, TNT overtime is a mobile app feature 
Okay. For NBA games. Okay. Where they will show, especially to non-cable subscribers like mm. myself, alternate camera angles with no voiceover <laughs> announcers of the game. So you'll get like uh, a steady cam shot or a still camera shot of uh, above the backboard. You'll get so you can see dunks, but that only happens sometimes, right? <clears throat> uh, there's another one that might track a certain player. So like I'm watching the, the Celtics. Game? It's going to follow just Jason Tatum. But that also means if he's uh, inactive on a play, he's just standing there with his hands at his side. you sides. could watch the whole game like seven different ways. Yeah, I think there are four. And so you can also watch it in mosaic view where it's all four all at once. That's the oh, Brian De Palma trippy. version of Skin and Brain. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. If, I, I think that with... <laughs> but yeah, this movie was the TNT overtime of horror movies. That's a joke without explaining for two people in the world. I really admire that joke, Josh. I Thank really you. that's like a real chef's kiss for yeah, not like two people, but maybe like five people. It could be a hundred for it all I know. It could be a hundred. It could be the a NBA lot of is people. a global game now. Oh, all right, we'll get into and that. And cord later. cutting. Don't get me started. All right, here we go. Skin and ring. Blends dreams with strange family dynamics. Two super boring things to hear about. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, finally a sound machine for parents too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that plays into my last one. Oh, nice. Wu and Boo couldn't fall asleep, so we had them watch it with us. (laughs) I can't believe it had a running time of only 572 days. Oh, great okay that was uh, fun boy i hope that was enjoyable to even people who really loved this movie can i say a serious bad thing about this movie before we move on i know we were just gonna roast all right but this is just like there's no way to make this funny in my mind maybe a professional comedian could do a better job the use of public domain cartoons gosh the use of public my, I mentioned in the intro to the show I'm a music publisher my day-to-day work is an intellectual property and copyright things enter the public domain 70 years after the creator has died okay so these are old cartoons and we're supposed to believe they're spooky because they're, of that gen xers have been making us believe that for generations and just so you know since it didn't really talk about this in the very long plot summary Almost the whole time, unless it's like, yeah, sound machine for parents, it's the kids watching old these old cartoons and it's like, yeah, it's always like a stretchy cow and a stretchy duck mm-hmm. or a dog that's eating a turkey leg and you bouncing know, around on a farm. Things we did in 1995. Yeah, and it does feel it does feel like a weird holdover of Gen X, like famous latchkey kid generation i recognize this type of cartoon they were on at odd hours it's true and it was 1995 so i'll give them that but nothing about them was inherently spooky and it was also inherently meaningless because it was the only creative content he could get the rights to and he didn't have say an artist create work for the film either and so uh it is Truly meaningless and a waste of all of our time. Mm. And to also make a point in the credits before the movie that start that 
don't worry, all that's public domain. I didn't need to get the rights to anything. Mm-hmm. You don't need to say that. It's also just like a weird reveal weird. to put up front. Mm-hmm. Spend more time on your friend who passed away making this movie. That's what I would say. Okay. Anyway, that was the part that stank, but I just couldn't like, I couldn't get away from it because they put it up front. Like, oh, totally. Put it in writing in front of the movie. Like, <laughs> I, I just thought that was weird because to me, I was like, it, it requires you pay special attention to these cartoons as though you're searching for meaning within them. Almost like, I can't believe I found this primary source for in almost a Amityville horror kind of way. Where like, yeah. this is ba- or Blair Witchy kind of thing. Like, this is actually based on real mm. events or found footage mm-hmm. or something else. Because it had the vibes of a found footage movie. Yet it was not at all. <laughs> the camera was just pointed up. So, I mean, there was a lot of like search, a man's search for meaning in this in this movie because a lot of the images were so grainy that you couldn't see what was happening. But instead of that being scary, it was just confusing to me in the cartoons, the images, the sound sometimes there were subtitles sometimes not it did not if the intent was to creepify me it did not achieve its goal Mm. you know but yeah um let's get into it josh did this movie Mm. scare you there were legos on every surface so no it was impossible for any parent to be scared of this movie no, did not scare me. <laughs> Although stepping on a Lego is pretty... That's true, but... Pretty I'm, painful. I have steeled myself against mm. all of these things. I've built up calluses on my feet you for such purposes. You wear orthotics now? I wear orthotics now. <laughs> Too many Duplos to the uh, solar plex. No, to the <laughs> arch on my butt. Um, I, I, the only thing I'll say is... I do wish, my only regret not seeing this in the theater was for theatrical sound. If I would have picked up more of the mumbles and grumbles in the movie and also not thought, is my TV displaying true blacks or Mm. are these, is this pixelated swirls uh, intentional or like this Rorschach test for my horror mm. brain, and this is real art. Um, I think uh, you would have been able to kind of vibe with some of that more instead of thinking about just like picture and sound quality. Um, or you would have just known <laughs> for sure that this yeah was as like bad and boring as I thought it was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, not not scary for. One second. How about you, Carol? Did it scare? Are you, did this movie scare you? No, I'm not afraid of children's shins. I'm not afraid <laughs> of uh, door jams. Well, wainscoting. <laughs> I, you know, I, I could have been, and that's the real, that's the real shame of this movie. I'm, oh, man, I really wish I were but no mm-hmm. although as far as like 
the low and high bar of horror movies go, I feel like it's way less annoying for me to hate this movie than it is for me to like it because. Ooh, ooh, spicy take. I love it. I just like, I'm sorry. This like lines are being drawn. I just feel this. Yeah. I'm like, you know, we're going to be nicer on this show. Yeah. But I just don't, I really, I, I do think I'm right. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, we used to argue all the time about opinions being right or wrong and <laughs> you would always argue that there there is a right and a wrong and I'm mm-hmm. like it's not it's not true um but it doesn't it, it it's a shame that this movie was so boring mm-hmm. and that's really the that's really the main i think flaw about it is like it it's so um tedious yes that it's a shame because the concept was really cool and like the lo-fi the you know the film and everything like that like i'm here for that i'm here for this kind of movie yeah the disappearing door jams even stuff like that reminded me of hausu you know like there's that kind of like yeah it even had that little sound to it that was pretty fun it also reminded me a lot of big bird goes to china they do that a lot too. Same effect. Huh. Oh, yes. I can mm-hmm. imagine that. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's not really what I want to be thinking about when I'm right. watching a horror movie. And you also used to watch it just over the corner of a blanket with the rest of the blanket covering your face and the TV. So you could only ever see just a little tiny triangle <laughs> of the TV. Yeah. All right. So moving right along. Um, did yeah, you I love have to a- talk film. Discuss to critique. You want to see a film with me? <laughs> Maybe still one of the best samples of our entire it. podcast. Love it. Well, one of the best. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, what? Yeah, what? What do you think was the best parenting move here in Skin and Marink? Oh, what do I think was the best parenting moment in this movie? Um, actually, I have I have two options. So I'm going to put the question back to you first in okay. case you take my first Okay, one. okay. What do you think is the best parenting moment in this movie? I guess I had a joke one, but all right. Let's all right. hear the joke one. No, no, no. This okay. is better. Okay. The best parenting move of Skinnamarink has got to be when the mom's like, Look away, child, and doesn't make her daughter watch her disappear. I guess. Oh, she's just gone. Okay, which I guess is nice. I like that. She's like, "I love you." Look away now. Close your eyes. You know, they kind of sounded like that. As we're looking all like uh, Scout from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess that was a good move. It's pretty good. What's yours? Okay. I'll go. I think the best parenting moment. uh, All right. I'll give you my first one. I'll give you two. How's that sound? There are two. Easily. So the first one was the 911 operator's handling of the whole situation. Okay. Sure. Okay. Um, Because I thought they asked good questions. They were conscious of who their audience was and put the 
questions in a way that the child could respond to effectively. Mm-hmm. They didn't lose their cool or freak out. Um, and did their best to make sure the child was safe mm. and they did a great job other than apparently never dispatching a police or ambulance or any other first responder to come to the scene. In 572 days, you'd think they'd get their act together. Must have been a shift change. Am I right? Mm. Um, the other one goes to Skinnamarink. Uh, Skin- <laughs> that was almost a spatique. I paused to drink some water. <laughs> when Skinnamarink tells Kevin that he wants to play with Kevin, I really that really resonated with me because you were like, "Wow, Skinny Ring wants to play with their, with these kids, and I don't even want to play with my kids." Yes, exactly. <laughs> I've been struggling with this lately. I was very touched by a recent visit from Grandpa and Grammy, who were visiting, mm. and their willingness to play with the kids. Because I was still working for a couple of the days they were visiting. I I mean, especially, I don't know, anytime, it's like if there's a schedule to keep, it's really hard for me to pause and take time out and play and feel uh, present. And just even if it's 15 minutes or whatever else, and I was really appreciating their willingness to like get down on the floor and play with the kids and just encourage imaginative play, playing, you know, vet games and those kinds of things. And pretending Boo is a cat named Cup. Yep, Cup, who has a, it's an ocelot with a tail that goes over its head and it makes it look like a cup. I know this now because I have been making a conscious effort to say yes when play is offered. I need to get to the skinnamarink zone where I am offering play. Oh my God. And setting up playtime. I'm not there yet. And I do just feel... I don't know. I feel like it's their, you know, it's their lot in life to ask for playtime. It is true. But I can also sometimes just be like... Let's play. Let's play. Do you want to do this? So I'm just trying to get to the skinnamarink level of fatherhood. That's my goal for 2023. Wow. Deep. Thank you. That maybe, you know, Kyle Edward Ball... Is that your name? Sure. Kyle Edward Ball, hats off to you. (laughs) You've you've done it again. All right. Well, um, worst parenting move, Josh? Oh, gosh. It's got to be leaving the kids home alone. (laughs) They disappear. Who did? The parents. But who was the dad on the phone with? The mother? I think it was. Or we don't know? Look. Oh, God. I I don't know what... To, yeah. Uh, not restricting TV time. Having such a large TV that had, was somehow showing digital video images in 1995 seems inappropriate for children. Um, having a two-story house. Having two buckets in the house. Having... <laughs> having a tromboning hallway. Having... A, oh. A forced perspective. You wish... You wish it had been that level of of uh, terror. Um, having Blah. flashlights, not having flashlights, having knives. Have it, actually, you know what? Why is that knife in the uh, drawer that is not protected? That's true. That's true. Okay. Well, that might be the worst parenting move. Mm-hmm. Having a basement. 
good parenting move also somehow having a phone that you can dial 911 from a busy signal. That is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You can't do that on a phone, but he did it anyway. How? Wait, it was a busy signal? Yeah, like a, the phone off the hook sound. Oh. It was just not. Wait. You just went doot, doot, doot. And then. I don't know. Oh. What's your emergency? Oh, so maybe it was all. I mean, maybe he really quietly pressed the receiver. <laughs> wow. I had so much time to think about stuff. Do you know how long I spent looking up when did rectangular outlets first come on the scene? Because they had them in in prominent places in some. Uh, I found out that they're also known as NEMA R515R receptacles. They're sometimes called Decora. Uh, as a trademark of the Leviton Corporation, but good, unclear. Okay. It's possible they've been around since the 70s, so in which case, good on oh, you. That was like watching Skinnamarink again. You're just talking like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <zoned> down. <laughs> no, creeps. M- my creeps. You have to understand, when <laughs> I read, when I read you the plot of this movie, that was literally everything that happened. In the movie. Like, you don't... 100 minutes. You don't... Like, any other movie, it would take you a while, right? To, like, read every single thing that happens in a movie. Yeah. The, the shooting script of the movie like, that you just read to us. <laughs> like, that's it. So, like, okay, maybe there's 50, 60 sentences that I read. Each one took about three minutes of my mm-hmm. life away from me. <laughs> Yes. Two to three minutes. We haven't watched a moment of The Last of Us yet, but we watched oh, 100 God. minutes of Skinnamarink over two nights. I will also say, I did my best while watching this to stay present. You did. And to try to soak this movie in, let it wash over me. Oh, it did. And <laughs> it did. I find, but I really did try to give it my full attention and respect while watching it you did it just did not he's shaming me he's shaming me because i did fall asleep no that's fine i think that's i think that's also a reasonable response i think if i was in the theater i would have that's where i'm grateful we didn't see it in the theater but i do wish we had for sound design but i would have absolutely fallen asleep on a friday night oh and like those big armchairs now oh yeah oh my god Take me away, Skinnamarink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a Skinnamarink story. Have I? I must have told this on the show. No. The first time I ever got in trouble. It had to do with the Sharon Lois and Brown? I was three years old. Oh. I was in preschool. We had a recital, a presentation for our parents, and I we were singing Skinnamarink. Sure. And I said... I hate you instead of I love you is what I'm saying. <laughs> Me and Patrick Hoove, That's shout out wherever you're at. Very boo of you, by the way. Agreed. <laughs> and that was it. I got in trouble at school, got in trouble at home. What happened? I don't remember. Nothing, probably. I was told not to do stuff like that. <laughs> oh my God. But it was. A, also it, very boo of you. The teacher <laughs> yelled at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> told me to stop told running. Me to st- <laughs> <laughs> I 
Okay. Stop messing up the song for everybody. <laughs> it's fair. Seems fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. Well, you know, that's a skin and rink on all of us. We've got it all buried deep down. Sometimes it comes out that way. <laughs> in an I hate you. It's true. We're all showing our skin and rinks today. Do you have a sequel pitch? Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you asked. Because let's face it, baby, these days, you gotta have a sequel. I thought about it I, that I wanted to ask you. So I don't really. <laughs> oh my God, what a lead up. Wow. However, here is where I'm going to take this. I think my uh, my Skin and Marink sequel is not a traditional sequel. I'm going to take it to Disneyland. This is Skin and Marink the Ride. Oh my, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, does it go upside down, Josh? Does it go upside down? Uh, yeah, it's going to make you feel. But no, it doesn't. It's Aww. a track ride, so you're always on the ground. But sometimes it appears as though the like the feeling of flying over Neverland on the okay, Peter Pan okay. ride, mm-hmm. it's going to be like that, except it's a wall that has Legos on it in front of you. And then at one point, like doors open up and there's a long hallway with like forced perspective right, right. towards the end. Okay. And then that lights come down. It just fades to black. And then there's like a telephone there. <gasps> And then you have to call nine one one. No, it looks oh. at you. The one or chatterbox. Okay. It's a chatterbox telephone, Fisher Price one. And uh, then you get off uh, the ride after five hundred seventy-two days. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, we were really upset that the eyeballs in the chatterbox phone weren't Kaylee's eyes. Yeah. We thought for sure. A couple like, of glass eyes in there. You could have done this for no so... no money whatsoever. Come on, look. I went to film school okay i made low budget shorts thank you i made one called thank you for your service (laughs) (laughs) i make him say it um i made one called nuclear family holocaust and we literally like killed an entire family around the dinner table Uh and we had squibs and everything we had squibs K-E-B, my man, put those eyeballs that you just took out of Kaylee's face, put them in the chatterbox phone. That wouldn't have been hard. No. That's not a hardship for you. Well, I mean, a hardship. I mean, you didn't feel like doing it. How mad, before your sequel pitch, how mad would you have been if somebody, for somebody, what's like the big film class undergrad at Emerson? Like where you you show your big project. Well, f- so film three, if you stop at a regular, uh-huh. you know, film degree, and then like I did a Bachelor of Fine Arts project, so that's kind of like the highest hill. To okay, climb. so let's say for their BFA project, mm-hmm. somebody shows up with this movie at a hundred minutes. How piss? Like how pissed is everybody? Oh my god. This exact movie. Is anybody like fucking yes, nailed it. Uh, or is everybody like 
you snobby art school piece of shit. You could have made this easy on yourself by making make a fun a horror short, movie. Just make, and a, make short. a short. Yes. It, yeah, I don't know. I mean, one of my film teachers, R.I.P. Rob Todd. R.I.P. Rob Todd. Um, on a serious note, um, he was an experimental filmmaker, and like I think that he would have really loved this in that in that way like i mean nobody had the money to make this as maybe they do now maybe this is what maybe this, i don't know this is maybe this is all people at emerson are doing in actual film classes um but yeah i feel like i i don't think there's anything that i didn't understand about this movie more that I missed it because it was unclear, right? Like r- reading the plot, it's like, oh, that wasn't clear at all because it was purposefully vague. It was purposefully quiet. It was purposefully blurry, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't think, I guess I could get into this with somebody, but like, I don't think this movie was really experimental at all, except for the fact that it was <laughs> so long. Right. Like, oh, is the experiment how long will the people sit through this? Then mm-hmm. let's see, you know, then 70% of critics on Rotten Tomatoes, I guess, will. I just yeah. don't know what, like, you know, because it did feel like a museum. It did. I, I had the feeling that I was at a museum video exhibit because I was bored, but it wasn't like, oh, there's something, there's some deeper meaning here that I can insert or I can put on this movie or like, you know what I mean? Like, because right. I like watching, sometimes I am bored at museum video exhibits, but sometimes I like watching them. They're like, just thought provoking, right? This mm-hmm. was not thought provoking. I don't know what else you're supposed to do with an experimental film. Yep. I don't think you did it. What was the question? I think I've lost track. What's your sequel pitch now? Okay. Um, skidim rink a dinky dink, of course. Oh, this is like the junior one. This is like son of skidim rink. <laughs> you know what the third one's called? Skidim rink a do. Now I will be so thrilled if Keb actually makes three of these movies. In that fashion. Um, yeah, I mean, look, if this is the first um, paranormal activity movie, uh-huh. you know, like that movie was low budget, but still very good, very scary. But then they went further. Yes. In the next one. So like for 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 the Skinnamarink universe multiverse Uh is it sure is it that they double down and it's like even slower even blurrier even (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's like more shins more legos (laughs) yeah they fast forward to the heyday of legos now and there's thousands Mm. of different shapes of legos yeah yeah but i guess in 
the paranormal activity format, Skidamarink a Dinky Dink would be <laughs> <laughs> so pleased with yourself. <laughs> would be um like the next family who moved in in the early two thousands. Okay. Like a nine eleven. Right, because five like, tie in. So ni- at least nineteen ninety seven. Because it's been 572 days. Wait, but like, did the 572 days already pass? Or no. did they pass in between Kaylee getting a um, plastic surgery job by Skinner Marink and Kevin in the... To the end. I mean, it starts in 1995. It starts in 1995. And then... It's a time jump when they put 75, 572 days? Or it's just like, hey, it's been 572 days and now everybody's dead. Yay. Yeah, I mean, either way. Okay, yeah, that doesn't matter. Right, because if someone's going to move in. Excellent point. They got to clean the house. Okay. Oh, maybe it's like the house cleaners. Oh, shit. That's fun. (laughs) Yeah, that would be fun. They keep stepping on Legos and stuff. Yeah, like it picks up exactly where Skinnamarink leaves off. Yeah. That actually would be really fun. I know. The whole thing would have been fun. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Horror is fun. That's where I'm ending with this. Is that to horror me? Horror is fun. Even horror is fun. I am glad I watched it. I'm always happy to be part of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> happy to be part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> make Boy, we, make, we make the conversation. That's Josh. right. You know who else makes the conversation? Our children. <laughs> Not public domain. Come at us. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you actually kind of need to lead this off because Boo recently asked you about cannibalism. Oh, yeah. Okay, so there's a book called, I think, The Dunderheads. Yes. And it's by the same people who do the whole like Ada Twist Scientist series. And all those lovely kids in Mrs. Greer's second grade class. We love it. We love it. We actually might spy a few of them or very similar like types in the Dunderheads. It's a it's a book for a little older of a child than Boo because he's only five. You know, sometimes you realize these things as you're reading the book. But it's a really fun book. And I think it's a series or at least there's two. Anyway. In the book, The Dunderheads, one of the kids goes to jail and his one of his cellmates is a cannibal. He's in for cannibalism and there's like human, <laughs> there's like human bones on the jail cell floor. And so Boo's like, what is that? And I'm like, well, <laughs> <laughs> it's really rare, but sometimes... Sometimes cannibalism is when people eat like human meat, kind of like zombies, but not zombies. And he, his little brain, talk about brains. Mm-hmm. Ooh, he, you could just, you could just cut the air with a knife. Like he, you know, when they just latch on, you could hear like the fans firing up. Yeah, it was brain. like the crackling. It was like, 
oh my god i'm never escaping this so when when he gets something on his mind he really never lets it go Mm -hmm. which i appreciate and so then one night oh january 24th we were in the bath he was in the bath i was outside the bath but he'd brought in a couple of little like plastic trash cans and was stuffing his squishy skeleton boys inside them. And he started singing this. Sing the song again. What are they doing? What are you doing? Cannibalism in the trash can. 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 Cannibalism in the trash. Oh, kitten. Let's come on over to the Wonder Globe. <laughs> Little Where's Waldo rap, I think, is what he's squeezing in at the end there. What is um, it? Uh, let's go on over to the Wonder Globe. The oh. Wonder Globe, I think he does say. <laughs> it's a really cute button on that song. And what's great is I think you can hear... It's possibly Woo peeing. Okay. <laughs> asking what the song is. But um, he's been singing it, too. Woo has been singing it. It's a catchy little tune. I mean, Boo has made up some jams. Some jams. Some jams. But he'll, they'll just both you know, kind of like walk around <laughs> in public singing this song. So <laughs> oh It's only a matter of time before the police come and check our garbage cans. It's... It's just really, like, I just knew I had stepped in it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I don't know. Kids ask you a question. I don't know. I can't really lie. It's really tough for me to just be like, ah, you'll learn about that when you're older. Like, I just don't yeah, think. Like, cause they're just gonna, the way. They're just going to latch onto it even more. And I'd rather them, like, hear it from me. But, yeah, we also watched um, The Muppets Haunted Mansion. Ooh, yeah. Also, Boo got very, very into certain aspects of it. And we had to stop it about 20 minutes from the end because they were really creeped out. And it does get creepy in a way that, like, I don't think, um, like, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. That's not what you came here for. But if you we walked through this movie beat by beat that's still in theaters. But yeah. they did not come here for spoilers of Muppets Haunted Mansion. So anyway, it just felt like kind of a departure from how Muppet movies used to be, but whatever. I understood their fear about it. But anyway, the next day, he wakes up talking about it. And then later that day after school, we had our first navigators meeting. So we started doing navigators, little co-ed Cub Scout type thing. Yeah, a little scary good stuff for you there. Oh, and um, he just basically walks up to one of the other moms and is like, have you seen Muppets Haunted Mansion? Like, just trying to process it with anybody he can. You seen this stuff? So, yeah, let me get your take on this. You seen this shit? Oh my god! All right, should we rate Skinnamarink? I think let's rate Skinnamarink. Great. Oh my god. Okay. Do I have to go first? You can if you want. Okay. Oh no! <laughs> you know what's coming. Um. How many? 
NEMA R5 15R electric receptacles do you give Skinamarink out of 10 NEMA R5 15R receptacles? NEMA R5 15R. 15R. And that's the two prong? Uh, no, it's a three pronger, but it's the one that's rectangular shaped rather than what they call the double D shape of the one that's like a little face. Okay. It's the one like you would see in a more modern outlet that is a solid rectangle. Okay. Right. So like the the plate that goes over it has an empty rectangle shape as opposed to two kind of little circular oh okay yeah shapes. do you know what i'm talking about like the ones in the kitchen like the ones in the kitchen yeah i have to look at them but yeah <laughs> out of how many <clears throat> out of 10 out of 10 um yeah i'm so sorry keb i didn't like this movie i'm gonna give you three out of ten for sheer just friggin' luck that somehow your movie got wide release. Good for you. That's cool. How many NEMA R5-15R out of 10 of those do you give Skinamarink? I have to give it zero. <gasps> Skinamarinky dinky dink. I hate you. Yeah, I hate you. Oh. I, I do. I, I think it's all well and good to say like you spent the time doing it. Um, I'm sorry that someone working on the film died unexpectedly during post-production. That's very sad. Um, Sadder still that this was the last thing they did creatively. Oh, you don't know that. (laughs) That's true. Um, But I just, uh, I don't, nothing about this was uh, to me like appealing, creative, or good. I don't know if you've, I'm going to have to look back and see if we've if we've ever given anything a zero. Yeah. Here's the other thing. I don't need any more like Dominic Chazelle's or whatever getting like uh all Damien the, Damien Chazelle. I don't need people getting like deals. Deals uh, off of this cuz Whiplash I, was good though. I guess so. I wonder. You didn't now. even see La La Land. No, I'm never going to see that movie. It looks awful. I already have a love awful. for old for some of old Hollywood. I don't need it to be rekindled. It's fine. So I don't think, um, yeah, and I certainly don't. <laughs> I yeah, I just don't feel like this is. We're, I think I think this worthy. is no no. It's just not. It's not good. I don't. I I don't see the appeal of any speckle oh. of it. Oh, you gave oh. Every movie. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think the closest was Insidious. You gave Insidious one out of five Darth Mauls. Oh, I like Insidious more than this. Absolutely. (laughs) Just one. Or I guess two. two. Yeah. I'm just trying. I'm just scanning my. uh, I think that's as close as you got, which is really funny because I feel like we've watched worse movies than Insidious. Interesting. I'll do a deeper dive. We might dive. have, but I think that's that's what I mean. It's like there there are other movies where I can pull things out of them that I enjoy, and the movie can still be bad. Hmm. You know, it might be like, oh well, yeah, there were some like good jump scares or good. There was nothing in this movie. There was not. Okay, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm just saying, why give this person? Why does this person? I'm gonna. Deserve... Do, I'm gonna do a two. I'm gonna do a two. Okay. 
just for, I don't know. I don't know. I see you and I, and I, and I hear you, Josh. I do. Mm -hmm. But I guess I'm just, oh no, you gave the turning one out of five disembodied hands. We both did. The turning. We didn't like that movie. What was that movie about? Uh, (laughs) This is good. This is good tape. Mm -hmm. Um, it's the it's the one with um, uh, the girl from Halton Catch Fire, and oh uh, shit, that was a bad movie. Still though, still a movie. More, it, it was still a, a movie. movie. It took more effort than this this took. For all I know, this could have taken a lot of effort though. You don't know how people are good or bad at doing any of this. That's true. But for all I know, there's only fifteen unique minutes in this movie. Yeah, out of a hundred, I do feel like we <clears> got duped with some loops. We got duped with some loops. Loop and some film. I do feel like there's a lot of yeah. actual just like shots repeated. It's not like, yeah. oh, we set this up. It's like, I don't know. You taped, you double-sided taped some stuff to a wall. Yeah, it was and that's supposed to be spooky dookie. Not even close. It was dookie in that, in, in that sense. Yeah. No, not okay. cool. If it was made by students. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't look. Is he like 13? Like if he's like a wonderkin, like child if literally if this is a child i'm on board like cool but if he's in a like an adult oh my like, god it's own, already like, done two credit, million dollars yeah, this is what i hate box. this is what i hate you have to stop this you you can't don't support this movie you no because like wow we've really turned a corner no here. I, yeah i'm i'm now i'm really out on it just because this is the thing we're gonna have to endure movies by this person for the rest of our lives and God knows. Like, I mean, hey, maybe he has some interesting ideas, you know, and we'll, we'll find out about him. We all will have to. There'll be no choice. Guy's got like James Cameron money all of a sudden. The inspiration for the film's title came after Ball heard the film's namesake song in the 1958 film Cat on a Hot Tin Roof and was reminded of Sharon Lois and Brown's version, which he described as an intrinsic part of his childhood. Ball was so drawn- much so he forgot about it until he watched Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Okay. Ball. Don't talk to Josh about intrinsic part of his childhood, okay? It was the first time he got in trouble. Ball was drawn to Skinnamarink as a film title because of its public domain status. Oh yeah, my God, dude, Josh's head just I'm lit just... on fire. <laughs> the advoc- And the evocativeness of the hard case. And its personal relevance to him and many others. <laughs> this is great. Uh, don't forget, I do love the song. <laughs> this is like when a big director gets like a comic book property they're like i always loved the ghost rider one of my favorite superheroes of all time i was a big black adam fan i've been trying to get this movie made for decades it's like not a fucking chance that is a hundred percent bullshit it is something you heard and you thought you could make it creepy for creepy's sake you can fuck off i hate this person now go ahead He slightly altered the spelling so that young children searching online for the song would not accidentally find his film Kids should not be searching online for anything without supervision, so don't sweat it. Ball recalled, I... Don't look up Ball without supervision, okay? (laughs) We find this fucking guy. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'd had a nightmare when I was little. I was in my parents' house. My parents were missing and there was a monster. And lots of people have shared that exact same dream. Yeah, there's a documentary about... Uh, oh, yeah, that's a good one. What is that about? What would they call that? Night Wait, terrors. Sleep paralysis? Yeah. And, uh, night terrors. And it's interesting. That should also be shorter, but it is. it talks about why that's a common dream. So check that out. <laughs> Mr. I don't. I am not worried about this guy getting like M Night status. Okay, just he's got me. it. It's happening. It's not happening. Mark Two million dollars is not. It's a lot for him. Good for him. But like, no. Two need million that proof 15. of concept. You know, it's not. Come on. It's Two million off. It. You tell me, Blumhouse isn't signing up. Two million off of fifteen k. Well, this guy's the Kevin Smith of horror <laughs> I don't movies. Think so I don't think so, but. Prove me wrong, Kyle. Uh, Kyle Edward. Like your mother calls you. All right. Um, how many yards of wall-to-wall carpeting do you give the kids, and <laughs> the kid, the children's shins in this movie? I thought it was like and the one eyeballs. room. I thought it was the one room in Graceland where, uh, he where Elvis installed shag carpeting on the walls, floor, and ceiling of the room just because he could afford it. In an ultimate white trash power move, you gotta <laughs> respect it in a way. Um, but it turns out it was just supposed to be the floor upside down or something. So right, the kids who aren't in the movie also get how many out of how many? Oh, oh about thirty six hundred square feet. Out of thirty six hundred square feet, they get zero square feet. Hardwoods, always. All right. I'm just going to agree with you so you're not alone. These kids aren't in the movie. For all we know, there aren't children. There's no cast. But their little voices are so not creepy at I, all. I kept thinking, are these kids going to get paid as featured performers in this movie? Probably oh. not. I mean, I don't think anybody's getting paid on this movie. They should. This dude 15, made $2 million. $15,000 absolutely just went to processing film buying and processing film are they getting i'm saying are they getting sag royalties sag this shit is streaming on That's shutter true, maybe it was at a theatrical release maybe these people better be making scale at least on this but they're not in the movie so i think they'll be classified differently you don't ever see their faces well they're voice actors well could have been adults could have been our pal moira from our parent band Playing both kids. If so, shout out. It wasn't. Oh. I'm sorry. Let me just real quick see if they're even. Oh, no, they're credited. Yeah. All four characters are credited. So they're going to get theirs, Josh. Don't worry. Good golly. Wow. This is. Boring as fuck. (laughs) Now this is the problem. He's made me take a stand. His success is, has burned him in my eyes. So the kid Kevin is played by Lucas Paul. Isn't that the name of some actor? Oh, God. I mean, it could be. It also makes me think there's that like Logan Paul, the like oh, disgraced YouTuber of. who's now like an MMA fighter. Right. Um. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. He's probably related. That's probably how they got this movie made. All right, all right, Josh. Listen, don't be a creep. Get in touch. Email us at mummyxdaddy at gmail.com 
We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at MummyXDeadyPod. Visit us on the internet for show notes and more at MummyXDeady.com. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And hey, tell a friend. Our theme music is by Kyle Andrews. Our logo was designed by Daryl Weinberg. Maggie Spalding literally has genius organization of Legos. Bye. Um, once I got to editing, I had a live, I found a library of old sound effects from the fifties and sixties that were up for public domain. So that was, that was kind of a treasure trope that I stumbled upon.